Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Perhaps you have heard of the project about to be launched with a well-funded dictionary in England, which will detail the entanglements of wealth and rich corporations on the one hand and slavery on the other hand. This promises to detail those modern holders of wealth who got their start from the trading Africans as chattel during chattel slavery. As bad as that may have been, it is not as obvious as the fact that the users of cash for transactions are being handled in a manner that relieves them of their rights while taking away their money so that they are at risk of becoming the new class of oppressed persons. They do not command the status of privileged customers in the financial institution, and in fact, they are treated as nuisance, which the financial institutions are trying to be rid of. The new class, the new slave owners, are the owners of financial institutions who have collectively decided to punish that segment of the financial system who are totally reliant on cash to do their transaction and conduct their affairs. Many have access to credit and do their transaction through online services. Those who cannot or do not or cannot afford to use internet platforms, which by the way include many senior citizens are made to feel like second-class citizens. What is worse is that the institutions are at an unencumbered liberty to deduct money from their accounts, ostensibly for services rendered. Cash is expensive, and cash users are punished at every turn. I had noticed this before, especially when I lived in Portmore for the last year or so of my stay in Jamaica. Each weekend, when one needed cash to do certain basic transactions, one encountered the difficulty of being unable to find a working money machine, or one was forced to wait in interminably long lines in order to get cash to carry out the most basic transactions. I used to say in those days that there are too few money machines, ATMs, in Portmore for the size population that lives there. I had the feeling then that the owners and managers of financial institutions were indifferent to the plight of those who needed to use cash 
to handle their affairs. I have since moved to Zambia and the problem of the punishment of those who rely on using cash is more pronounced and more persistent here. Zambia is a society that uses cash almost exclusively. One in ten gas stations allows you to pay for fuel by the use of a card. Most require you to pay by cash. The Zambian currency is, is in kwasha. 100 kwasha is the largest note available. So if one draws 5,000 kwasha from the bank, it would be a minimum of 50 notes, which is a lot for the average wallet or purse. This means that one has to go to the bank or the money machine quite frequently. Each such transaction requires a separate banking fee to be paid. In fact, financial institutions make most or all of their money from the transaction to get your own cash from your own bank account. As a rule, financial institutions have reduced their services to in-bank clients and are more reliant on deducting fees from clients' accounts seeking to take their own money out of the bank. That is how these institutions make their profit. This is also behind the move to get the customer out of the bank. It is true that the ABMs, the automatic banking machine, are more efficient and are quicker than face-to-face -face service. But one pays for all transactions in a seamless way. It is, on the face of it, painless, but its cumulative effect is oppressive, and the customer suffers from the cumulative effect. Do not get me wrong. No one wants to wait in line. It seems to me that people are at the mercy of the financial institutions. One cannot simply move from bank to bank because of the red tape involved in opening and operating multiple bank accounts. So the financial institutions are laughing all the way to the bank. There is no regulatory force that is a go-between the bank and its customer. There is no one to complain to. The clans are at the mercy of the banks, taking away their access to their own money. The institutions have no incentive to do otherwise. They have no regulator and the customers have no power. There are no legal redress available because as it was in the slave society, slavery was legal. One could not mount a lawsuit for the vindication of one's rights because to the enslaved, the slave master was God. So it is now the financial system and the markets are God. I discovered inadvertently recently that the bank can block your card for a day or so and you cannot get access to your funds until the next day. The system has the exit clause and one is not advised about it until one is a victim of it. And all that one does is to suffer the inconvenience. The financial institution collects its fees at will and all that the customer can do is grin and bear it. The point is only those who need the use of cash suffer in this way. 
those who have other options including credit cards or online platforms are not as vulnerable and have options. The thinking among the political class is that those who have means of protest that do not have to resort to burning down the place or blocking the road are not so affected so they can leave to leave the poor to suffer while their small change is taken away by big financial institutions. The political class in government rely on contributions from financial institutions and those in opposition are afraid of being pilloried by the lobby in the media and elsewhere. So financial institutions have cash users at their mercy. As far as the exploited masses are concerned, they are not clear as to whose building or which building to burn down. There is no place to complain to. Not the least of their problem is that they are often made to feel silly. They are embarrassed about how little they have and do not want to make it obvious by complaining about it. In a world that values the rich and powerful and do not the poor and powerless, they do not want to be the source of evidence of how little they have. Wealth and power have coalesced around the things that serve their interests, and those who do not belong to that enclave do not have a voice and have a hard time articulating their hurt and their injury. The wrong done to them is par for the course. It is par for the course of getting longer lines out of the bank. It is a price we pay for efficiency. Chain snatchers and pickpockets have been rendered obsolete. The new breed of pickpockets now own financial institutions, but nobody is seeking to arrest them or hold them accountable. Not even, not even those whose money is taken away little by little and no service given in return. Oppression always begins like this. Until the oppressed find a way to resist. That time is near at hand. The banks are new bandits and the poor are their target. It is necessary for those who are a part of the political class and the legal fraternity or the NGO interested in justice to coalesce around the interest of the oppressed and exploited poor. Amen.